Hey there, Super Sober Heroes. It's your host, Sober Steve, the podcast guy. And before we jump into today's episode, I want to take a brief moment to ask for your help to shape the future of gay A. Over the years, this podcast has grown and evolved as I've grown in my sobriety. And recently, I've been investing wild amounts of time, money, and energy to find ways to level up this podcast so it can get heard by the people who need to hear it. I want to take a brief moment to check in with all of you, though, to see what you love about the current show and what could be better as I'm growing and moving forward. In the show notes is a three to five minute survey for you to complete. I kindly ask that you pause this episode and take the time to complete it if you haven't already. You are kind enough to give me 20 to 40 minutes of your time each week when you listen to these episodes, and I want to make sure it's time well spent. So please let your voice be heard. Thanks, SoberPod, and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Gay A, a podcast about sobriety for the LGBT plus community and our allies. I'm your host, Steve Bennett Martin. I am an alcoholic, and I am grateful for my parents most of the time. As of this recording, I am 453 days sober, and today we're welcoming a guest to share their experience, wisdom, and hope with you. Welcome to the show, James. Thank you. I am so excited to get the chance to know you better. Any friend of Brandy Joe's is a friend of mine. <laughs> He's the best. He lo- yeah. he lo- I think he likes my husband more than he likes me. But <laughs> well, Why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners? Sure. My name is James Berg, and I am an alcoholic. And the date of my last drink is February 23rd, 2009. So I am coming up gratefully on 14 years, 13 years back in February. So thank you for having me. Really thrilled. Excellent. That's some great sobriety into your belt. I'm excited to hear more about it. Why don't we start off with what your some of your favorite hobbies or things to do are in sobriety? Sure. Well, when it comes to hobbies, I don't really have many at this point. I started a new, I own a laboratory, a diagnostic laboratory, and we're in three states. And right now I'm building the laboratory. So I, majority of my time is is consumed with that, trying to get that off the ground. But when you when you Going to hobbies, really my hobbies are dinners with my fellowship brothers and sisters after meetings, do a lot of dinners and, and kind of hanging out with them. So, I mean, I do golf and do those regular things, but I just haven't had the time. So when I'm, when I'm working, I, you know, working and stressed, my biggest, my biggest outlet is, are, are my, my people in the program. That's excellent. Yeah. They definitely are there for you. Couldn't you survive them. without them. And congratulations on your sobriety, by the way. I didn't, didn't congratulate you. Yeah, thank you. And so why don't we get into the thick of it with what it was like during your al- alcohol and addiction? Sure. I I truly believe, you know, people talk about crossing the line in in, in their disease. I, I firmly believe I came out of the womb alcoholic. I remember my mother, <clears throat> when I would uh, be sick, I probably was between five, maybe seven years old. She would give me whiskey and lemon to, uh, you know, combat my cold and my coughing. And I remember it just hit me in, in a strange way. I, I loved it. I would almost fake coughs to get more of that whiskey and lemon. So it re- I didn't really, you know, categorize it as alcoholism at that point, of course, because it wasn't, you know, abusing it. But I remember it was my magic potion. You know, I, re- I was a nerd. I was, I was mocked, you know, bullied as, as a youngster. And I remember sophomore year in high school, I had a party at my parents' house and had everyone over and we got all drunk. And the next day I was in class, I was in physics class, I think, or maybe it was chem- it was chem- chemistry class. And everyone thought I was a hero and I was instantly popular. 
because of that. And then I was off to the races. I was drinking daily, probably from 16 on. So I, I won't, you know, mislead anyone. Alcohol was a wonderful elixir for me for many, many years. It was the answer to all my insecurities and my inferiority issues. My, it was, it was, I was able to push down my alcohol or my sexuality, which we can get to later, but it was my, it was my medicine. And then basically it just got to the point where through years I, I got sober at 40 and I just had enough. I had enough. I, I was so spiritually and emotionally and physically bankrupt that it, it just, I couldn't do it anymore. It was either, and it was either a conscious decision to live or die. And that's, and I chose to live. That's awesome. And what, like what has happened over the past like decade that to help keep you sober? It, well, it was, you know, I can't, my father died of this disease. I can't really take a lot of credit for it. I came in and I just turned myself over to the 12 step program to Alcoholics Anonymous. And I kind of was as, as my friend, Teresa, who gives one of the greatest open talks ever. She said I was like a baby in a baby basket at the at the doors of Alcoholics Anonymous. Mm-hmm. And so I have just I, I you know, it's, I liken it to if I had cancer and they said I needed to hit myself in the head with a frying pan at 530 in the morning every day to stay alive. I do it. So so when it comes to Alcoholics Anonymous, I do whatever they tell me. Right. I have sponsorship. I sponsor guys. And so I, I fully embrace the program and. You know, that, that's, that's what keeps me going is, 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 is almost, it may, may sound wrong, but like a blind faith that whatever they're doing in those rooms keeps me alive. Yeah. And what, <laughs> what are some of your favorite parts of being sober? I think accountability, the ability to follow through on what I say. When someone asks me to do something, no matter what it takes, I do it. You know, it, it's given me, like my mother She's 86. My fa- as I told you, my father died. She, he died about 25 years ago. So, I mean, to this day, if I'm like three minutes late, she's wondering where am I? She, you know, because her mind goes to that. Has he drink? Has he drinking again? Right. So, but I'm able to be there for her. I'm the son that I, you know, and I'm the husband. I mean, I was I was incapable of having a healthy relationship, and so you know, I've been uh, Jeffrey and I will be married five years in November, and we've been together 11. There is no possible way that I could be a faithful and honest husband without sobriety guaranteed. So it it gives me the ability to be a husband, a brother, a son, a a honest business partner to my other partners. I'm in with two other guys in this laboratory. And so I'm able to be accountable today. And that is something that I, I, if I would make a commitment back in my drinking days, in my active addiction, after making the commitment, I would figure out how the hell am I going to get out of this, right? Yeah. And now it's because I'll, I'll be I'll be perfectly candid with you, Steve. I, I was up at five thirty on the way to Grand Rapids. I've driven four hours, you know, round trip in a car, had meetings all day, and I'm like, why did I agree to do this, yeah. right? But no matter what, I was going to do it, and I'm grateful because without the integrity and and commitment level to the program and to sobriety. I mean, I'm so thrilled that we're doing this right now because this is what if I and I told my guys at lunch today, my partners, I said, if I don't give it away, I can't keep it. Right. So doing this is what keeps me sober. So I'm I'm gonna be a hell of a lot better off when this call ends than I was walking into it. Excellent. And so are all of we for being able to listen to you. 
Oh, go on. <laughs> and and so, well, why don't we go on and dive more into what it was sure. like with your dealing with your sexuality and gender identity and sure. how that might have played a role in your addiction? It it was, you know, I, I'm I'm subscribed to their I did. When this happens, I will. And I'll give you an example. When I get the house I've always wanted, I will stop drinking. When I come out and I'm accepted, I will stop drinking. When I get into a relationship, I will stop drinking. And every time I would put that on such a pedestal as the the nirvana in my life, every time that happened and it didn't happen the way I suspected it would happen, I would drink even more, right? So I didn't fulfill what my dreams were. So when it came to sexuality, you know, I was so, I grew up in a really conservative town outside of Detroit. I don't think, I never even heard the word gay when I was growing up. And if I did, it was, it was out of, it was, it was horrific. It was bashing, you know, the, the F word and not fuck. It's the other F word, uh, F-A-G, which is the, one of the most horrible words, I think, you know, in our community. <clears throat> but it was, I tried to suppress. I mean, I dated women. I dated women, almost got married. I did, you know, sleep with women. But eventually they say your true self comes over, you know, comes through. And so I tried to suppress it and try to. Uh, have the quote white picket fence and family and all that stuff. And it just didn't work. So the only way, the only way I could have courage to go out to the, I lived in Chicago for, for many years when they have boys town in Chicago, which Mm -hmm. is, we we called it boys town, which is a great collection of, of uh, gay bars. And I would get, I would drink enough with my friends at straight bars so I could hop in a cab and have the courage to go down there. So alcohol was able to, Give me the ability to suppress those feelings, which in turn became the opposite where I was suicidal to the point where, how come I can't find love, you know? And so it was, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty devastating. Yeah. Well, you, you've certainly come a long way now. I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. how, how did things shift with your feeling comfortable in your sexuality? Like as you were getting sober and working on the program, I got to tell you, I, I owe a lot to Brandy Joe. Yeah, I would go, you know, because I say there's two types of meetings in AA. There's there's gay meetings and AA meetings, because inevitably there is a gay person at a, quote, straight AA meeting. Yeah. And we would go to a 7 a.m. meeting every Saturday. And he had just gotten sober. He was I I can't even attest to how long he'd been sober. And he was very open, very open with his sexuality at the table in a bunch of room full of straight men and women. And I admired him and I had been sober for a long time. And at least, I mean, I was probably sober probably four or five years. And I see this guy come in and he's so open and so unintimidated and is just authentic that I said to myself, this is who I want to be. Right. So, so he, the new, cause I think, you know, there's no, there's no bar bars, you know, like, like military bars, you know, when you get bars for, for how long you advance in the military, mm-hmm. there aren't any AA. I can learn more from a newcomer than I can a guy. Sometimes it's 30 years sober. Right. So here, he, this guy comes in newly sober, authentic, talking about his issues with, you know, what, whatever in the gay community. And I'm like, that's what I want to be like, you know? So I learned through him and others, because I don't really go to many gay AA meetings. It's just, they just, they don't work around my schedule. Not that I'm against them. I think they're wonderful, but someone like that taught me to be authentic because that's another benefit of sobriety. I think you asked me some, some, you know, some things that I've learned. It's authentic. Authentic, I think is probably the strongest, most powerful word that I've gotten through sobriety or or ability to be authentic. 
Yeah, I mean, it's certainly important. And what are some practices you, you use in your daily life to help keep you authentic and sober? Sure. I, I do. I talked, I sponsor two guys. And I, every morning before I get out of bed, I, I send out daily reflections to my guys. We do our 10 steps at night. We, we talk about, you know, we review our day. So there's a ton of stuff I do on a date. There isn't a day that goes by that I don't talk to. I talked to Brandy Joe's sponsor today. We have a, he's a, he looks like, I got to tell you, he looks like Grizzly Adam, big, long beard, real rough. And he's a plumber, you know, he's just an awesome dude and straight. And every Wednesday we have our date, right? And so I talk to him on the way to work every morning at eight. So there's certain things that I do every Friday night. I go out with all my guys and we go to dinner after. So every day there's something I do. Well, if I don't go to a meeting, I'm still talking to, to people in the program and I'm still, still working it every day. Yeah. I mean, that routine is huge as well as that connection. Mm-hmm. And it, without that, I mean, I don't know if you found it right in, in, in fellowship, but I used to go this alone. I used to call it a la carte AA mm-hmm. where I'd go in, I'd go to a meeting, I'd go home and be like, okay, I'm good. Right now I'm fully, I think I learn more outside the rooms than I do in. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I do learn how to, I mean, there's, I always walk away with, with a helpful, like something I've never heard before. Like I heard my, I just put my dog down. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey and I put my dog, our dog down last week. And someone in the meeting said, God is dog spelled backwards, right? So I hear things a lot at meetings that I, even though I've been around, I've been around for t- over 20 years, but sober 13. So I've been in and out for a long time, but I hear something every day, you know, that, that helps me. So I'm grateful for that. Yeah. And if you could give one piece of advice to someone who is newly sober, what would it be? That's the thing is, is connect, connect, because you can't do it alone. You know, if, if you want to go to, I mean, for me, I can't speak for anyone else. But for me to go to a meeting and leave and go sit in my house by myself, right? It doesn't work. You know, if I don't go to meetings and connect with other, I'll I'll give you an example. I was on a cruise with Jeffrey and I didn't go to a meeting for five days and I just had like a meltdown. And he looks at me and he said, maybe you should go to one of your meetings, right? And they're on the cruise ships. So I went and I felt tons better. So it's stay connected. People talk about sponsorship, but get men, women, get who they, whatever, get someone that you can connect with that when you're in a 911 situation, you can pick up the phone and call. That's the most important. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. And what would you say is one of your favorite quotes or mantras or lyrics to kind of live by? My thing is, is, you know, people talk about higher power or God, but whatever the, the my mantra is, if you want to make your higher power laugh, make plans, mm. meaning everything that I plan out never, never comes to fruition. So just take it one day at a time and write it out. Because if I plan what I'm going to do next week, it's most likely not going to happen, right? So whatever it is, just stay sober. And they say, if stay sober, even if your ass falls off, don't take a drink, don't yeah. take a drug. It doesn't matter. Whatever it takes, just don't use. That's great advice. And if our listeners wanted to find more of you, do you have an Instagram you feel comfortable sharing with everyone? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's at James B. 0223. My sobriety date, 223 is my four digits after everything. So it's at James B0223. Excellent. Sounds good. Well, thank you for talking about your sobriety. It was a pleasure getting to know you better. Thank you. And stick around because we'll head on over to the Patreon feed. Listeners, thanks for tuning into another episode. You can follow us over on the Patreon page and join the family today to continue to hear more about James's experience in sobriety. You can do that by heading over to www.patreon.com backslash gay a podcast. 
And if you're interested in sharing your story, getting involved with the show, or just saying hi, I'm an email away at gayapodcast at gmail.com. And be sure to follow us wherever you're listening so you can get new episodes when they come out every Thursday. Until next time, stay sober, friends.